Hi, everybody. This is Tony Kahn, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. Pastor Ann Robertson's father, who is a high school counselor, was a most unconventional man. He treated every day like a holiday. And as for the holidays, well... Easter's at Burger King. We brought formal table linens and china and candles and classical music. And the Burger King people came out and waited on us. We dumped our fries on the, uh, on the china, lit the candles, watching the people coming in, trying to pretend that nothing was different in Burger King with these people in gowns and tuxedos and formal settings with their hamburgers and fries in the back. When he died suddenly at age 47, everyone in town felt a loss. Over 600 of his former students showed up for the funeral, and Anne felt that she could never take his place. Well, we pick up her story 25 years later, when, in a most unexpected way, she heard from her father again. We call Anne's morning story Cold Call. The card that fell out of the book was in my father's handwriting. He had been gone more than 25 years, and it felt almost like a touch. I kept turning it over. 46 Cessnock Avenue, Hurlford, Scotland. Above the address, he had written Robertson, our last name, and underneath, two names not familiar to me. Nothing else. I searched online. Nothing. I was flying to Scotland for a six-week trip. I packed the card and boarded the plane. During the next six weeks, I looked at the card frequently, but I always had an excuse to go someplace else. Who knows if the house would even be there? I might drive for three hours and it's a parking lot. And to say, what? I got an index card with your address on it. Even as a pastor, I did not do cold calling. I only go to homes where I'm expected. My father wrote down that information because someday he wanted to make that connection. Go find out if this person is related to us. Go find the rest of this story. But that wasn't me. The last day of my rental car. It's the last possible day I could do it. I got a map and headed for Hurlford, doing what I hate most, going up to strangers and asking for directions. Cessnock Avenue, number 46, turned out to be a house like all the others. A woman in her mid to late 60s came to the door. I'm an American, I stammered. I found this card at my house with your address on it. You know these men listed at the bottom? Yes, oh yes, the boys from the band. She invited me in. Her name was Margaret Robertson. Years before, in high school, her son, Alex, had gone to my home state of Rhode Island on a band exchange. The two names on my card were the two American band members who had come to Scotland in return and stayed with Margaret and her husband, Ian. They weren't from my high school, but my father administered a regional high school vocational program, and I figured that one of the boys met him, learned his last name, and said, Oh, hey, I stayed with a Robertson in Scotland. Are you related? And my father wrote the information down. Not much of a connection, really. Except for this. Ian, Margaret told me, had died two months before. And since then, she had barely left the house. 
Her only comfort was her little dog, Holly, who'd been dropping pull toys at my feet since my arrival. Now that I was there, she was thrilled to remember the band trip and went dashing up to a storage room, rummaging through old things till she found souvenirs that the American boys had brought from their high school and a picture of her son. She had a Robertson key ring for her keys, and she took it off and gave it to me, continuing to run around the house like a child showing off new Christmas toys. I was living in Dover, New Hampshire at the time, and she was excited even about that, since her birth name was Dover. And learning that I was a minister, she poured out her widow's grief. We parted as friends. She thanked me for the visit. I thank her for reminding me what a long and winding path it is to have a calling. <laughs> Pastor Ann Robertson with today's morning story, Cold Call. And uh, here we are with Gary Mott. Pastor Ann, I just remember stumbling on her blog, right? Yes. Uh, right. Some years ago. Yeah. And uh, she's now a regular. Maybe because she herself is shy. She has a wonderful touch with other people and, and really makes you feel welcome. It's, it's, you know, a great title for it would be, it's another line in the story. Are you related? Anything that allows you to give and then get something in return, that's a relation. Like email, we got a pile of that this week. We want to just uh, go through some of them. The, the first one comes from a, a woman named Emily who lives in La Crosse, Wisconsin. She says, I work in admission at a somewhat small school, but admission is admission in any school, no matter what the size. So sometimes the day is overwhelming, and the one thing you don't want to do is meet another family that has no idea what a FAFSA is. Uh-oh, Emily, I don't know what a FAFSA is either, F-A-F-S-A. Anyway, she goes on. So I find that listening to your program helps me keep each student and family in perspective. Understanding the common threads of the unique stories I hear on your program helps me appreciate the stories I don't know yet about these families. So I wanted to thank you for giving a voice to those stories you broadcasted, but also for giving a voice to the stories that haven't been broadcasted as well. It's a fabulous program. Keep up the good work. Emily, thank you for your kind thoughts and also for suggesting that maybe we're doing twice the amount of work that we think we are. Anyway, I appreciate hearing from you. Thanks also to a guy named Robert who uh, doesn't like what we do so much. Oh, well, you're, you're welcome, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wrote in about the Oliver Sacks piece yeah. on my brother. He says, your Oliver Sacks piece this morning didn't work for me. There was a battle between what Sacks was saying and the beautiful Mozart. Sax is good enough alone, but if it needed a piano behind it, it was too loud. Mm. I think the piano won. Oops. We did get quite a bit of mail about the Oliver Sacks story. And it definitely touched a lot of people in a lot of different ways. We heard from a fellow named Marv who uh, lives nearby. He says, uh, I was so moved by Dr. Sachs's story this morning. I can't remember the name of the film a few years ago starring Robin Williams about that summer of almost success and ultimate failure. Uh, that was Awakenings. Awakenings, right? yes. Yeah. But to hear Dr. Sachs speak so personally about his experiences and his brother brought me to tears. The Morning Stories segment always forces me to stop whatever I'm doing and give it my attention. Thank you for the few minutes break between world news and chaos. And I know exactly what chaos he's referring to because it turns out that Marv uh, works at the docent program at WGBH. Oh, so wow. He's okay. often around here showing people uh, our new building, including probably some employees that still can't find their office. 
And uh, anyway, he says, and he hangs around the station during various events. Come on by for coffee anytime, Marv. And Definitely. Let's toast each other. <laughs> Tony, I think it's time to celebrate a public radio hero. We have one. Yes, we do. <laughs> His name is Tom Duvall. He's a producer at WMRA in Southern Virginia. And uh, we heard from someone who lives there named Henley. She writes in and says that she's been a devoted listener to public radio for the past six and a half years. And the only drawback, a major one, to moving further south was not getting reception. I listen practically 24 hours a day. And when I am not in the house, I leave it on for the dogs, the cat, and for the horse in the barn. I wrote to my local station that I was dismayed. Tom Duvall, a producer there, drove an hour to get here one Friday afternoon before Thanksgiving and spent six and a half hours getting my radio hooked up and an antenna installed on the roof. Wow. Tom Duvall embodies it. When he opened the antenna box, a key part was missing, so he had to drive another 30 miles round trip to get the little part. Oh, my gosh. He teetered on a ladder with me holding it while he struggled to attach the antenna to the side of the house. Now, thanks to Tom, I have a fat cable going from my radio over the cabinet door, drooping in a loop to the sliding glass door and snaking out to the corner of the house. It withstood the howling 50-mile-an-hour winds we had last week, too. Finally, I can hear all my favorite shows. In rural Rockbridge County, 60 miles south of Harrisonburg, life is good. Tom, you know, a hero. A hero, and we have at least one listener who's a horse, which <laughs> I, I find actually kind of encouraging, you know. And one last letter, which comes to us from Vietnam, especially compelling if, if I can read it exactly the way that it was written. I have bought an MP3 player, and I began to learn how to use podcast. Then I discover your page with meaningful stories. I'm Vietnamese, and you know English is my foreign language, and I'm trying my best to study English by listening to your podcasts. Honestly speaking, I love all voices with an expressive reading in the podcast, and I love the instrumental music, too. You have done a great job to convey the story content in the most touching way. In my opinion, it would be great if you also post the script of each story so that I, English learners also, can understand it from the very start to the last word. Thanks for reading my message, Mr. Tony Khan. This is from Nguyen Trong Chap. And uh, not the first time that we've been asked if we could make podcasts available as, as a transcript, which we'd very much like to do. Unfortunately, the entire Morning Story staff is right here in this room. We don't really have the, the time to do that if we're going to keep the rest of the podcast going. But if there's anybody out there who'd like to volunteer to do a transcript or two of one of the podcasts, just sit there and write down what it was that they hear, uh, you'll know exactly whom it's going to help. And there are a lot of people I know who listen to this podcast so that they can improve their English and, and be connected to the ability to tell stories in English, which I think really helps you make a language your own. So anyway, thank you very much, uh, Nguyen Trong Chap. And uh, if there are any volunteers out there, just send us the transcripts. You know we'd appreciate it. Morning Stories at WGBH.org, our email address, our website, WGBH.org slash Morning Stories. Happy New Year, happy everything to all of you, and we'll be back real soon with another Morning Story. So take care. 